You're listening to the Flip Houses Like a Girl podcast, where we educate, empower, and celebrate everyday women who are facing their fears, juggling family and business, embracing their awesomeness, and wholeheartedly chasing their dream of flipping houses. Each episode delivers honest-to-goodness tools, tips, and strategies you can implement today to get closer to your first or next successful house flip. Here's your spiky-haired, breakfast taco-loving host, house-flipping coach, Debbie DeBeery. Hey, how's it going today? I'm really excited to share this conversation with you, and I know I'm behind on releasing these episodes, but life and busyness and projects and stuff just has taken up some of my time. So here I am releasing one of these awesome episodes. This conversation is unique in that it's not about somebody's first flip. This is about being a private money lender. So the whole conversation is from the viewpoint of being the investor, not the flipper. So I hear from so many people, there's no way, Debbie, that anybody is going to lend me money. I have zero experience. I'm brand new to real estate investing. I'm brand new to real estate in general. Why would anybody lend me money? We have members in our community who just do this. They just lend money to the other women in our community. So yes, it absolutely is possible. And I can tell you till I'm blue in the face, but I'm actually going to have this conversation with somebody else. And she can tell you that yes, she lends money. And yes, you can be brand new to real estate investing. We're going to talk about the things she looks for in the individual. We're going to talk about the things she looks for in the deal. We'll talk about how it gets structured, how the funds get released. We'll talk about all kinds of things. And we're also going to talk about Snoop Dogg and some other seemingly random things. But I'll tell you this, you will walk away knowing more than you did before this episode. All right. And there's laughter and honesty. And Catherine shares with us the big aha moment that needed to happen for her so that she could understand her role in this whole house flipping, real estate investing sphere. This is a really great conversation. All right. You're going to love her. All right. Let's meet Catherine, one of our globetrotting flip sisters slash private money lenders. Here we go. All right, cool. You want to start with introducing yourself and, you know, I usually say letting us know where you live, but that's kind of part of your story, right? Like that's an interesting tidbit about you. Like, let us know your name and what you're up to, like what you're doing in, in your, in your world these days. Yeah. So my name's Catherine and I'm currently traveling as a house sitter. So uh, after my divorce in 2020, uh, there was a sale of a house as part of the divorce. And so instead of buying a house for myself, I decided to um, 
live in other people's houses <laughs> while I uh, while I take care of their uh, pets and water the plants and. Um, so yeah, I get to travel full time, which is great for me because I love traveling. And you don't just do it domestically. Like you have an international one coming up, right? I do. Yeah. So in December, I'll be going to France for a month to, uh, live with a cat and yeah. And then in between house sits, I sometimes visit friends or, um, my my sister lives in France, so I'll get to see her. That's uh, super cool. Yeah. What a fun life. Like what a I I love that it's different and every day is different. And you get to like go move around. I love to move. I'm one of those weirdos that really loves to move. So yeah. yeah. So that would be I would be a okay with that. That's nice. Even when I had a house, I used to move my furniture around all the time because I would get bored. But like, maybe if I redecorate, that'll make it feel like I've moved somewhere. Yeah, totally. The same. I do the same thing with my office space, with my living space. Same. Yeah. You know, I think some people are, we need our aesthetics to change. Like we just need Mm -hmm. like a new, um, stimulus, right? Like our yes. eyes need to see something new. They get, right. they get tired of the same old thing. Right. That's really fun. Okay. So where are you currently? Right now I'm in Maine. My, um, my son, my 16 year old son lives with, um, his dad. So I'm, I'm visiting him here in Maine. Nice. Um, yeah. So I got a three week house sit in Maine, um, with three big dogs that was my most challenging one so far. <laughs> I bet. But uh but worth it to to see my son. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's fun. Okay, so this is a little bit different because we're talking to you about a different a different angle, right? So instead of you being the person going and renovating the house, you being the the flipper per se, you act as a private money lender, which is really cool. And it's an, it's such an important role mm-hmm. for so many of us because mm-hmm. oftentimes the hard money loan doesn't cover everything, right? right? So people are like, well, where's that? Where's the rest of that money going to magically appear? Right. And even if it's, if they're using some of their own for that, oftentimes you know, for carrying costs and making contractor payments, it can be tough for some people. So it's such an important role, private money lender. So I know that you've done one recently and let's talk about how you look at the deal and maybe what you look for in the borrower. So when looking at a potential deal to invest in or person to invest in, however you look at it, are you looking for certain characteristics in that borrower or are you looking for certain numbers in the deal or a combination of both or none of the above? (laughs) It's definitely a combination of both. I mean, I stay pretty active on the Facebook page. I think, I think you can tell that. Um, I try to you know, I try to be really encouraging of and supportive of everybody on the page. Um, and then when I'm looking for a borrower, 
I the borrower that I chose, I I chose her partially because she was very active on the page at the time. And I was looking for somebody who was asking good questions and seemed like they were were um willing to reach out for help. Um somebody that, you know, you could tell that they were really keeping up with the modules and 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 doing the work um the way that you teach it. Um, so they're not just kind of going off and making up their own system. So I very much was looking specifically at the borrower. And um when I chose her, I had conversations with her. So I I and and in fact I went to visit her and met her in person, saw the, saw the house itself. So yeah, I'm definitely looking at the borrower and then, and then of course, also the numbers, because, because that's part of showing me that they are following the modules and they're actually paying attention to how to look at the property. Have they checked into the neighborhood? Have they gotten really, really accurate comps? You know, all, all the things that you teach, I want to know that they're, that they're doing it. So, um, so yeah, it's a combination of, of the person in, in this case, the, the person that I chose had just gotten her real estate license. And for some reason, it's not that that's a requirement for me, but for some reason that showed initiative that she was wanting to, um, take that next step and, and be that level of involvement that she would be able to sell the house herself or with a part of a team, but, but just that, that meant something to me. So I was looking at, at what steps she was taking and um, how involved she was with the group. That's so interesting that you say that because I lend also in the group and that's, I, I didn't think about that, but I absolutely, if, if the person has never chimed in before, I'm always a little, I'm always skeptical, right? It's like, where have you been? Somebody who's engaged uh-huh. in the in the dialogue and supporting other people and asking questions, it means it means a lot. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think that's really important. And I think it's important for people to hear that. Uh-huh. Okay. So you saw the deal, the deal presented, right? The deal was presented in the group. Was there anything that you were looking for specifically, like in the presentation? I hear that you've you've partially answered that because you're you're making sure that they're following best practices, right? Mm-hmm. A certain percentage of the profit or, or per, certain percentage of the ARV being the profit, mm-hmm. having some buffers and contingencies, like all of those best practices, which absolutely totally look for the same. Was there anything else you were looking for in the presentation? So you've got accurate comps, mm-hmm. best practices being followed, right? With, with the numbers and such, anything else and specifically that you were looking for or that you saw in that present, in her presentation and you thought, oh yeah, okay. Um, It might, I don't want to say, I want to make this sound like shallow or, or something, but <laughs> I I don't want to lie, but I I feel like there's something about the 
the visuals of the presentation that does draw me in. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's being shallow because I think that that shows a, an, an attention to detail. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I'm not going to lie. Like if somebody, if somebody's presentation has great pictures and, and the layout of how they present it to me looks good. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just like, I guess anywhere in business, if you're going to present something, present it, you know, in a way that makes it look like you're, you're going to do quality work and you're, and you're proud of what you're presenting. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So, I mean, maybe that seems like a funny detail to look no, for. No, not at all. I don't want to, I don't want to look like, a, I don't want to look at a presentation that's just a spreadsheet. I want right. to see pictures. I want to see, I want to see like, what exactly are you planning to do in the kitchen? Like, you know, I want, I just want everything. I just want as much information as you can possibly give me so that I feel like even though technically it's not a joint venture, I want to feel like I'm part of your team and I want to know what's going on. And so give me information about the neighborhood. Give me, give me lots of pictures, make it, you know, make me excited about Mm -hmm what, what, um, draws you to this property. Um, so the more, the better I want, I just want to know. (laughs) Same. Well, you know, I think it's kind of like when it comes to contractors, like I say, if you're over communicating, if you Mm -hmm. feel like you're over communicating and you said Mm -hmm. the same thing a hundred times, great. You're doing it right. Right. It's like, if you feel like you're giving too much information in the presentation, you're probably doing it right. Like I yes. want to know just like on the back end, you know, it's like, okay, you say that, you know, as an alternative strategy that you will refinance it and hold it. Well, I want to know what that loan is. I want you to talk yeah. to a lender. I want to know what that loan is because a lot of times that's not going to pay me off. It's going right. to pay the hard money lender off, but not the private money lender off. So I need to know that you understand that, right? Like mm-hmm. help us understand that you understand. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Right. Yes, it makes us feel more comfortable. Totally agree. I think the presentation, I don't think that's shallow at all. It shows, like you said, a level of attention to detail, which mm-hmm. goes a long way in this business too. Yes. Right, like right. you right. can tell a house that has had um, somebody paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. And that the result is typically a quicker sale, better price, yada, yada. So I think that's completely reasonable. And again, I think this is super important for people to hear. So that's really great. Okay. Now let's talk about you. Well, actually, hold on. You touched on, you know, you're not JVing, you're a lender. How are you, how involved are you? in the, in, in the project? Is it, my guess is you're not making any decisions, obviously. Um, how often do you want to be reached out to how, uh, in terms of like being kept up to date on things? Um, I had asked her to, let's see, I think at the beginning of the process, obviously like as the sale was going on, we were in contact a lot just because of working out the details. Um, and then, then there were, there, there were probably some weeks that went by where there was no contact and that was fine. Um, 
after the house was put on the market, I asked for weekly updates um, because I just wanted to know if there had been any bites Mm -hmm. or um, uh, how, you know, just, yeah, just Mm -hmm. what was happening. So, so yeah, weekly updates at at some point did start happening. Um, But that, that was after the house was already on the market. That wasn't like, that wasn't all during the process. And like I said, I did go, Mm -hmm. um, we went out and had, had a drink. I saw the house in person as it was being worked on. Mm -hmm. And then she sent me, um, the day that it was listed, she sent me the, the listing. Um, so I felt, I felt fairly involved in the process, but like you said, I wasn't like trying to come in and tell her (laughs) what, what to do. I mean, if she specifically asked, then I would give an opinion, but I made it very clear that I wasn't trying to, um, you know, get in the way or anything. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the beauty of just lending, right? right you right, don't have exactly. to make, you don't have to make the day-to-day decisions. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So what were some of your, or did you have some fears or concerns around lending your money to somebody? Um, that's a really interesting question because I think I didn't for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> but I I think it's I think it's partly the stage of life that I'm in mm. where I'm willing to to not take stupid risks. I mean, not be dumb about it. Right. But, you know, I'm in a situation where I've gotten divorced. I have no house. My kids have grown up. I don't have a regular job. I mean, I have these funny house sitting jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you just you know, I'm going to be turning 50 soon and you just reach a certain point in your life where it's like, what the hell? I mean, whatever. I I came onto this planet with no money. So I, I, yeah, I guess it has to do with stage of life where I just feel like I I don't want to live in fear. I don't want to be this like, oh no, what if the worst case scenario, like I'm just going to go for it because I believe in this program. I feel happy to invest in these women. And, you know, if something goes wrong, it goes wrong, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just, I'm just not that, you know, I'm just not at that stage of life. I'm just like, whatever. When when you've lost everything, you have nothing to lose. Right. So it's just, I'm just Mm. in a good place to be able to, you know, like I said, not be stupid about it, but also not be, not be living in a place of fear all the time. Right. Oh man. How freeing is that? Um, like, Ooh, that's nice. So I think the really important point there is you're not just throwing money around at anything with a pulse, right? Like you vetted the deal. You were looking for specific things. Like you were very, you were thoughtful, obviously in your decision to lend money. It's a smart calculated risk, right? There are so many ways that 
we can mitigate our risk across whether we're lending or we're the flipper, like mm-hmm. across the board, there are so many ways. So one of those is when you're a private money lender, my, my assumption is she had a hard money loan as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So were you able to, did you get a, a second lien on the property? Yes. Yeah. So that's one form of protection, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to obviously vetting the deal and in the person and looking for certain things. So, I, I you know, I love that, that not living in fear. It's just so many, especially women are middle-aged women friends that are just so stuck. It's, you just want to shake them, right? Like just, you, you, you don't have to choose this anymore. You can choose yes. a different way. Right. And yeah, it's right. scary. It's totally scary. Any change is it scary. Is. It's very scary. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's really, I think it's really telling because you're trusting yourself and that's really, <laughs> that's really big. Mm-hmm. You're trusting yourself that you have made good choices around this. And that self-trust is what, like in this program alone, that's one of the biggest things that we're trying to cultivate is that Mm -hmm. self-trust. So that's, that's huge. Kudos to you on that. And I'm sure it comes and goes. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It does for me. It depends what, what, uh, right. sphere of life you're talking about too. Yeah. Totally. I just, I just said to somebody last night, I have lost total faith in myself. I just, I don't even know, but that was like in, in, uh, talking about relationships. I'm just like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about that talk on this podcast, people. Catherine. This is a different sphere, different yeah. different part of totally your life. <laughs> In this part, you are trusting yourself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. Was there, I'm trying to think how I want to word this. Um, one of the things we tell investors, well, a lot of people tell investors this, right? You can, you, you, can borrow money to go do this thing. But a lot of beginners, especially women, don't really get that. Like they think, "Mm, nobody's going to just give me money to go do this thing. I'm a beginner. I don't know what I'm doing. Obviously, Mm -hmm. somebody that's going, that's being trained and supported and educated, that's a different thing than just somebody who's like, all of a sudden I'm going to go try this thing. I have no knowledge or support. You know, that's a little Mm -hmm. bit different. They don't believe it. They don't believe that somebody would just lend them money to go do this thing. And Mm -hmm. part of that is Mm -hmm. they're not thinking about it from the investor's angle. Right. Right. What are some things you would say to a beginner to make them realize that, yeah, <laughs> there are people who lend money to beginner investors to go do this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was about maybe 
Three years ago, I read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and I know a lot of people have read that book. And it's not so much that I agree with everything he's saying or his total outlook. But what was so helpful to me in that book is that he had the four categories of um, employee, self-employed, business owner, and investor. Mm. And so, you know, he's just saying, just know who you are and the more you know yourself, the more you can just be comfortable with mm-hmm. that's who I am. And so it's more, uh, I, it's more just like a self-knowledge journey of, at least in my life, I, I knew from the get-go that I was not a nine-to-five employee. I have never in my life signed a contract with a company. I, I, if, if I had somebody bossing me around and I had to be on their schedule, I no, I I just might as well shoot me because there's no way that is not me. I'm not doing it. <laughs> just, Same sister. No. <laughs> so, I mean, I've always known that about myself. And so from 16 years old, I was making money as a freelance violinist playing for weddings. And Oh, that's so cool. You know, so I, I had always been self-employed. And the only time I did nine to five was when I needed temporary work, but I have never signed a contract. Um, And then you meet people who are heating experts or Mm -hmm. um, they, you know, they do concrete or whatever. And they are, they are so happy being employees. They want to show up to their job, get their paycheck, go home. And, you know, they want to work for a company and they're so happy doing that. And and if you know that about yourself, that I just love being an employee or I love being self-employed, then you, you've found your place in the whole system of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so then when I started taking your course and going through the modules, I was like, okay, I'm going to be a business owner. I'm going to move mm-hmm. from the self-employed side to the business mm-hmm. owner side. But then as I was doing it and talking to realtors and accountants and lawyers, and it just wasn't feeling right. And I was so upset. And I, and I thought, you know, am I just going to have to quit and leave this group? And, you know, and then I went to Spain for three months and I, and I was just like, like, what am I going to do? Cause I really, I really feel connected to the values of this group. And I don't want to get voted off the Island. <laughs> I, I, don't, like I, I can't do this. Uh, and I just don't, you know, I'm just not, it's just not feeling right. And I don't want to force myself to do something that doesn't feel right. And so then when I finally figured out that, oh, I can just be an investor, well, not just an investor as if that's a lesser yes. part of the puzzle, I was so excited because I just thought I can still be part of this group and part of the team and yes. supporting other women. And I had already become so invested. Um, there's a little word play there that <laughs> like I had already become so invested in the group in terms of like, this is my tribe. And these are, I just so connected with your values of wanting to, not get into flipping houses to just make a buck or, um, you know, steal properties from people when they're down or no, but like really 
really look at this as like a service industry. We're helping people who need to get out of a property that that's not serving them. And we're helping people that, um, you know, by restoring houses and we're helping people get into houses that are newly renovated. And so I was already invested in the group in that sense. Um, And so it was just so thrilling to me to find out that I was still going to be able to be part of the group, but just in that final fourth category of, no, I'm not an employee. I've always known that. I'm tired of being self-employed. Being a business owner is just not something that I'm up to, but hey, I can be an investor and I have this money from a sale of a house to the perfect timing. It just, it just all made sense. And it was so exciting to me because it's allowing me to live this lifestyle where, you know, I'm getting enough money from the return on investment to be able to travel. And that's all I want to do. So I mean, amazing. I mean, it's just so, it's, it's just such a win-win, you know, for everybody involved. That's huge. You know, I love that you shared that. It's been a long time since I read that book. So I forgot all about that. It makes perfect sense. And I think, so one of the biggest things I think um, to be the CEO of your business or the CEO of you, you have to know yourself. You have to know yourself. So when somebody tells me something about themselves, like so confidently that you just told me, first of all, it like makes me want to cry because it's so, it's so moving that somebody knows themselves that well. Like, I love Mm -hmm. it. It's so freaking empowering. Uh I think it's awesome that, 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 you know, yourself, like how beautiful is that? And you're like, holy crap. I've been trying to fit myself into this mold that I don't want to be in. I don't want to be in that freaking right. mold. Right. I want to be over here in this mold. And guess what? You can be. Okay. Right. Cool. Awesome. Do that. Like it's all about like this whole journey. Our existence is really mm-hmm. like just trying to figure out what do we want? What do right. we want? Right. And then like go do those things. You know, like forget it's so easy to get caught up in specifically being a real estate investor, it's like, how many doors do you have? Why does it freaking matter how many doors I have? Or how many, <laughs> how, right? Like who cares? It's none of your business. Right. Who cares? Right. How, um, like, like that's the measure of success, right? right. Like, well, I don't want a bazillion doors. Mm-hmm. I'm super happy with however many doors I have or how yeah. many flips are you doing a year? You doing 80 flips? Not really. <laughs> Don't really want to. How about that? <laughs> right. You know, but right. if you want to go do that. Yeah. But it's so much of this. The society is so much about produce, 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 do oh, the yeah. most. If you're not doing the most, then you're not producing and you're not doing it right. And it's like, right. I just want to do a few and I'm super right. happy. Right. And like getting to that place is really hard because that's not what, <laughs> that's not the messaging we hear. So it's really cool for you to be like, Dude, I'm the investor. And, and that yeah. role is so important. It's it it makes it all happen. Uh-huh. Yeah, it makes it all happen. 
man, that's cool. Yeah. My sister has a, um, a little saying on her wall to be yourself because everybody else is taken Mm -hmm. and it does, it just takes a while to figure out, okay, well, so where do I fit and how, how do I get out of these boxes that other people are trying to put me in? And I'm just, I'm just not gonna, you get to a point where you're just like, I'm sorry, I'm just not doing this anymore. I'm not. And you know, the funny thing is I've, I've always been nonconformist by nature, but living within a people pleasing personality. So it's Same. like, Oh my God. Like, oh my God. Like, like, <laughs> it's the worst. It's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I totally a hundred percent get that life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. And then it's like, you decide there's so much because then you're like, you reach this point where you're like done not doing that, doing my own thing, doing the way I want to do. So you start showing up differently and the people that have been in your life are like, Oh, wait, Whoa, what, what's happening? Who is this person? I I want the old person back because I was was comfortable with that person. Yeah. So then we've got another layer to peel and we've got to like figure out who's sticking around. Who's not. Yeah. (laughs) Like adulting is no joke, man. I know. No joke. <laughs> Self-awareness. Like it's great and all, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love watching Snoop Dogg talk about it. He's like, <laughs> you go, you raise up a level. And if these other people aren't raising up to your level, it's like, yeah. Oh, well. Right. <laughs> right. They're just good old Snoop. Not gonna. I love it. I love that Snoop Dogg made it into the podcast. Like that's amazing. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Gosh, we've, we've talked about so much. Like this was such a great conversation. I think it's so important. so important for people to hear in particular women, Uh in particular middle-aged women that this community happens to attract. <laughs> is is there anything that we didn't touch on that you wanted to or maybe you've thought about since since starting talking? I mean, it's sort of a detail question, but you had asked me if there was anything that the borrowed, borrower did during the lending process to make things easy and efficient. Yeah. Yes. And um, so I just wanted to touch on that a little bit. Awesome. Um, what she did is she connected me directly to the title company and they gave me their permissory note. Um, so I, I would just mention that that was really helpful because for me to try to, you know, pull a permissory note out of the air and wonder if it was really, really legit and, and for that state. Yep. And for that state, exactly. So going directly through the title company was really helpful. And then, and then when I had some con- some questions about what the title company had emailed me, then I could talk to her directly too. But um, yeah, being connected directly to the title company was super helpful. That's huge. Yeah, that's good to know that the title company hooked you up with a promissory note. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Most people wouldn't even think to to ask that. That makes me think of a question that came in. And then it went out. Oh, it's back. 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you can't relate. Um, (laughs) Did you, I think this will be helpful for people so they, they don't know, like, how does the money work? Did you, did you release all the funds at closing or did you release the funds in bits and pieces? How did you uh, work that? It was all done at the purchase closing. Yeah. Yeah. Which was much more helpful for me to just, because you have to pay for wire transfers and it, it really was, was so smooth. Um, So I just wanted to mention that because the process, just the nitty gritty process itself was so smooth of just the, the title company told me exactly when, where, and how to transfer the money. And it just, it was just all done within one day and really, really smooth and simple. Nice. Yeah, it is. It's easier. I think it's easier for the lender to just (laughs) release the funds and it's easier for the borrower, obviously, because they don't Mm -hmm. have to keep asking and stopping things and asking for draws and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, you had asked another nitty gritty question of whether I charge a straight percentage or if there's fees. Yeah, I I wouldn't feel comfortable adding a bunch of fees. I just, I mean, to me, just the percentage is simpler and Mm -hmm more straightforward. So yeah. yeah. Good to know. Same. That's how I like to do it too. Well, one thing we hadn't talked about yet, that's so important is that this it's a, it's a relationship business. Like mm-hmm. I think it's like, people are so scared to call lenders and, Oh, let me just send an email. And it's like, you've got to build that relationship and you've got to build that trust, whether it's a hard mm-hmm. money lender or a private money lender, you've got mm-hmm. to build that because when things come up, you know, I had a lender, I had a deal that went terribly south. There was awful fraud on the other end. It was so uh-huh. bad. Uh-huh. And my hard money lender at the time, he was like, just stop making payments. Like, this isn't your fault. I get it. And payments were like 4,500 bucks a month. Like I, it was like a very tough time. Wow. And he was like, just, you know what? Stop making payments. When everything gets cleared up, you can just, you know, repay everything. There's no way that a lender that I hadn't established a relationship with would just do that. Like there's right. no way. And right. when that year came up, they would have been foreclosing. Like right. it would have been like a bad situation on top of a bad situation. Right. Yep. And so it's so important to build those relationships and stop being so scared of everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we're all trying to do the same thing. We right. all have the same end goal. hundred percent right. all have the same end goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really important. Yep. Yeah. And it really is. It really does feel like a very supportive group. You know, I I keep telling people on my bad days when I feel like complaining and feeling sorry for myself, say, oh, I I don't have my church friends and my music friends Mm -hmm. in my neighborhood and I've lost so much and blah, blah, blah. Then I'm like, wait a minute. I do have friends. I have my house flipping friends and my yoga friends. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I've really enjoyed being part of this group. It's, it's a, it's a really fun group to, it's fun to see what other people, you know, what other women are doing and and just to see how excited they get when their Mm -hmm. house closes. And, you know, it's really fun. It's the, it's the best. It's so great. It's so great. There's like that first one, right. It's just like all about that first one. 
well, thank you for being part of it. Like you, you are, what we talk about so much is giving more than you take and you definitely Mm -hmm. give way more than you take so that you, you make the community that much better. So thanks for being here. Thanks for being you. Thanks for being the investor wearing the investor hat. <laughs> well, thank you. I mean, you you give so much too. It's just it's fun. I love this community. Yep. All right, lady, that's all I've got for you. All righty. Thank you. Thanks for sharing part of your journey with us. Thank you. Appreciate you. See you in the group. Okay, see awesome. you. Bye, Catherine. Bye, Debbie. See? I told you there are people who lend money to brand new investors every single day. So get that out of your head that that is stopping you. You are stopping you, period. You are the only thing in your way of chasing this dream. If this is something you want to do or whatever it is you want to do, you are the only thing in your way. You're the only thing stopping yourself. And that is so freeing. That doesn't mean it's easy. It certainly takes work to get out of our way. But guess what? That's where we come in. It's exactly what we do. We help women get off the sideline and chase this thing that they've been wanting to do. We help you build a house flipping business that looks exactly like you want it to look. And it gives you time freedom and it lets you do things you want to do. And it lets you have more impact and financial freedom. It can give you whatever you want, but you got to get out of your way. And if you want help doing that, we're really good at that. And we'd love to help you. Let's see if we're a fit. Just go to herfirstflip.com, fill out the very short application and Schedule a call with us, all right? It's as easy as that. If nothing else, after that conversation, you will realize that this is absolutely doable for you, okay? All right, herfirstflip.com, fill out the application, okay? Until next time, go out there, flip houses like a girl, leave people in places better than you find them, and make it a great day. Bye, y'all.